We are live on YouTube. It's the 185th episode of the Mina's House podcast. Welcome, Amina. Say what? I'm Shana P. Garnett Briscoe is on, but we don't know what's going on with his computer. So we're going to wait for him to hop in. Nice. And Dex Stucky. <laughs> Dex, I see you waiting. Like, when You're do I hop in? <laughs> Like, like double dutch <laughs> yes so full disclosure i am such a lightweight since we've been in quarantine and we have not been outside so i had one frozen watermelon drink and i am saucy right now <laughs> so i just want to put that out there full disclosure okay anything that i say today cannot be held against me <laughs> uh so let's hop right into what's in our feed um because there's quite a bit to talk about first um i want to talk so fourth of july weekend just passed there was a lot of like white parties a lot of barbecue kind of stuff cookouts pool parties how was y'all fourth of july weekend very relaxing i did nothing same what y'all yeah. didn't go to a white party no. no, I didn't want to go to anybody's party. I was invited to stuff. I really, I spent a lot of running around and I'm in a new thing. So I just wanted to relax. We had a um, Juneteenth party and currently, and I go to Mexico in two weeks. So I'm on a quarantine right now. So I want to talk about Shayna is traveling all over the world. You are traveling all over the world. Hey, I, this is where you're getting married? Getting in married, yes. Yeah, my one trip. Shana's you put on like two or three though. It might not have been outside of the country, but you did. You were traveling. Shana's been out here. <laughs> Garnett's joining us finally. Welcome, Garnett, in the Al Bundy here. living room. Y'all was late. I was here. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, that's that's my fault. I apologize. Hmm. I had one drink and I lost track of time. For the record, yes. Now, what's going on, y'all? What's up? So did you go out for 4th of July? Did you hit any parties? Uh, Just my family house, that's all. I didn't do anything. Got my uh, got my car fixed. My door was messed up. Um, my air conditioner was not blowing out cold air. So I had to do that because it was going to be 95 this week. It was a yeah. hot one today. So that was it. After that, I kicked it with the family. I didn't do much, man. It was a lot going on this weekend. Whenever it's fireworks... I try to chill out. It's too much things that that could be mistaken for. I <laughs> about that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's especially where I live at. I, the fireworks was going on at like three a.m., but I'm sure that they were not fireworks. I'm almost positive. So yeah, I, I try not to do too much around this time. I was out here, man. I did a white party. I went to the casino. I went to the Reading Terminal in Philadelphia. It sounded like you was trying to find somebody. That's a lot of moving around. Who was you trying to bump into? No one. I was just trying to live my best life on 4th of July. Look, I was, I cooked out. I did the most. I had a good time. I was, I was sleepy. And Garnett, to your point about the fireworks, it was always when I was going right back into my deep sleep. I'm like, three hours wasn't enough, y'all? Three hours? How long Never. we had to do fireworks shows in a sleep for I see the meeting that said it must have been buy one, get get a free, uh, get a hundred thousand for free. <laughs> I will say we didn't have fireworks last year, so we had to make up. No, meaning they had fireworks <laughs> <for> the, <laughs> every day of the pandemic last year. 
Every yep. day. That's a fact, Shayna. No, we didn't have like Fourth of July fireworks. We have no, like no, we no, bought no. these fireworks at Walmart fireworks. Yeah, you're right. They didn't have the 4th of July fireworks. They had dynamite because they were blowing up ATM machines. <laughs> <laughs> well, forget y'all boring people. I had a great time with the fireworks. I didn't mind it. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is because there was like this epic all-white party that Michael Rubin, uh, one of the owners of the Sixers, threw. And like Jay-Z and Beyonce were there. I mean, come on. You know, this is the white party of the century. Jay-Z and Beyonce don't go to no damn white parties. So for them to be in the Hamptons at this party, it was a big deal. Everybody and their mama was there. But I wanted to talk about some of the shenanigans going on in the party. Now, I love that Lil Uzi and Bobby Schmurder were like battling dancing. It was cute to see. I didn't even know Lil Uzi could break dance like that. But while he was break dancing in the background, the FBI, which I call the Federal Bureau of the Internet at this point, because they be uncovering everything. The Federal Bureau of the Internet noticed that James Harden was in the background tickling Meek Mill. And it was like a little tickle up here in the head. And then it was a neck tickle. And then it was like a stomach tickle. So I started thinking, like, women don't even tickle themselves. Like, is tickling people acceptable? So that's what I wanted to talk about, tickling people. What is that? Can I just say really quickly, I'm not part of the FBI because I watched that little Uzi video three times and did not see it until this morning. I'm like, how did I miss that? I just was looking at the break dancing. <laughs> Girl, the Federal Bureau of the Internet will find it in the background. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's what I say on air, the FBI, the Federal Bureau of the Internet. So are like men, is are y'all tickling your friends? Like, what is that about? I don't understand that. So I've never tickled any of them. I think I'm going to start. I'm going to start tickling the guys. I'm like, give it a little tickle. Like, I think that's kind of like, it's different. You know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things like, it's not, I don't know. It's not something that I've ever done before. Not something that I thought I would do before. And if I saw somebody else do it, I would think it's weird. But I'm going to try it. Like, I think it's something different. I want to see how they react to it. I'm going to do it. And I'll record the reactions and see how they got. Make sure it's a safe partner. You try that way. Yeah, you might get punched in the face, Dexter. Look, when I see Garnett, I'm giving a little tickle under the arms and whatnot. Like, hey, buddy. (laughs) As long as you don't come by my waist, we are. Do not (laughs) touch my waist, man. But like, that's what you took with. You have to do the waist. Like, where else you gonna do it? That's that's a little weird. Like Nina said, he started up here. Then it kind of was like here. Then it kind of got there. He worked like, his you know, way down. You, know, you got to you got to move around till they react to it. <laughs> that, was, that was just like to 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 Shana's point. I actually saw that video going around, and all I saw was Meek Mill dropped his phone. I didn't see any uh, like nothing else. I just saw. I noticed. Okay, he dropped his phone, but. You know, when I had to do the research for the day, I looked and I'm like, hold on, he tickled him and that's why he dropped his phone? Like, he must be really ticklish. So, I, 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 I literally took it as like, you know, it seems as if, you know, they're, they're probably like really close friends to know that he's like that ticklish. Like, it was some type of, you know, dumb inside joke playing around for some reason. Maybe something happened. I don't know. I'm not going to charge them with anything, but yeah, I'm not going around in a party setting, you know, tickling my friend. <laughs> I always 
so it, it, like blown away by some stuff that rich people do. Like, let me tell you something. If this was a broke guy that was not James Harden tickling <laughs> Meek Mill, this would be a fight. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. I agree. Like, I mean, Meek was. I, I don't even like. It's James Harden tickling you. What you gonna say? Like, you gonna? He's probably happy James is tickling him. You wanna know what's real funny? I bet you Meek Mill woke up the next day and didn't even know that that happened. And I saw that he had an IV in his arm today. Or yesterday. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking today, <laughs> sorry, NBA, but how high were they? That was my first thought. Like, <laughs> they were both high. And you know when you high, you be doing stuff that you wouldn't normally do. Like, I don't think James Harden in a regular day, we've seen them in clubs before, would normally just start tickling him. But I had to start thinking, it's the off season. He ain't getting tested. Well, how high was James? And then me, you know, you, you already be on the high. Somebody tickle you. You're a little ticklish. It is going to be extreme. Like, your sensation going to be extreme. Well, maybe I'm not smoking the weed that they smoke or doing the edibles that they smoke. But I've been high before. I never want to tickle nobody. Not one time. I don't know what they was doing. It's the off season. They tickling each other. That's what they doing in the off season. You know what, though? I started to think because I don't like to have double standards, right? So I feel like if women can do it, men should be able to do it, right? But women don't tickle each other either. I was say, Nina, we don't never be nowhere and I just start tickling you. Like, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is so odd. What, like, what is going on? With, it is, is this the first person James Harden has tickled? <laughs> like, is okay. this your thing? I don't understand this. I don't understand why Meek had a laugh reaction instead of like a Yo, I at least expected him to swat him away. Like, there wasn't even a swat. There wasn't even, like, a chill. It was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that was, like, his way of, like, trying to get him on the dance floor. Because originally, that's what I thought was happening. That's why he dropped his phone. Like, he was trying to, like, get him to go out there and jump into the battle. You know, Meek Mill isn't a dancer like that. But, you know, that's a kind of weird way to initiate that. <laughs> but, you know, uh, maybe that was his way of, like, yo, like, Get out there, like do your thing, go dance. That body language wasn't reading that. That body language <laughs> was reading James Harden had just seen him for the first time at the party and then try was trying to get his attention, was like tickle, 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 <laughs> tickle, 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 like yeah. like a like a weird pedophile. I don't know. Y'all ain't never done I'm, that. I'm not calling James I'm Harden a pedophile. I just I don't think you should be tickling people. You know what I'm saying? Like but y'all ain't never done certain drugs that have you hallucinating. And I'm not trying to make them drug addicts. I have. Y'all ain't never done something that somebody tell you the next day, like, girl, you was this, you, and you like, I was? Like, I'm it like it was just a such, like, cloud nine, they're high off something moment. Not that I'm trying to make them druggy. I, I like, would love to experience that. <laughs> I've done a, a couple of drugs, Shayna. I've never what gotten the urge to tickle anybody. <laughs> I was just odd. It, I thought it was odd. I decided to have a conversation. Tickling in general is just was super creepy. With your drink, maybe James in the off season is a lightweight with his extracurricular activities. Maybe, but I don't know. Tickling to me just seems like an odd practice. Like I think, like I said, I I think of like weird old men tickling young women, or you know, like I just think it's a creepy. Yeah, I, 
thing to do. I think that even if it was two women or him doing that to a woman, I think we would still be having this conversation because like when I think of tickling, I tickle children. Like I, that's it. Like it's going to be like my niece, my nephew, like a child. Like I wouldn't do that to an adult. That just seems a little off to me. Yeah. What I will say is though, like if you're looking at the bright side of this, right? That I guess it is kind of good to see Meek, I guess, with like a fun side. And I, I didn't know James, you know, James Harden was, I guess, just like that goofy of a person that, you know, seemed like the life of the party. But it was like I didn't I wouldn't have not expect that from Meek at all to be, you know, so much as ticklish that he's dropping phones and moving girls out the way. And hey, I, I wasn't expecting that. But that's, that's, right. a, that's a positive spin. I tried. I try. That's why you're on the show, Garnett. <laughs> I like it. Because <laughs> I don't know. I, tickling is just creepy to me. I don't, you know, it, 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 to me, it's like something Bill Cosby would do to people. <laughs> Let me tickle. It's just Not creepy Bill. to me. No. I just, what? Not Bill. Let's go to the next. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have everybody in the internet coming for us for different reasons. We don't go. What? What you mean? I mean, like you can you 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 step you're tiptoeing around time bombs right now. You just about to step on one, and they gonna come. I don't for care. It. I'll step on a Bill Cosby time bomb. He's a <laughs> y'all know he's a creep. Don't don't try to sit here and play like he's not. I will not. I will never be silent about that. Yeah, Period. but one of us will say the opposite, and then that's when the issues come in. Oh yeah, don't say the opposite, y'all. See? Okay, <laughs> let's move on. So uh, Shakiri. Um, Richardson literally broke the internet. This woman is amazing. She's fast. She's young. She's 21. You know, um, we were expecting great things from her in the Tokyo Olympics. In the trials, she showed out. She tested positive for marijuana. Um, the Olympic Committee is very specific about the things that uh, they allow in your system. Marijuana is not one of those things. They consider it a performance enhancement, which I don't understand. But uh, Shakari um, has apologized and said that, you know, she is mourning the loss of her mother. And in that pain, she um, smoked some marijuana and she apologized for it. She took full responsibility for it. Initially, they said she was going to do a 30-day suspension. But now, as of today, I read that she's not going to compete in the Olympics at all. Originally, they said that, you know, she would be able to do some of the later um, the team uh, stuff. routine stuff, the, the runs, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but now it seems like she's not competing at all, and she's just going to save it for next year. I really wanted to talk about this because there was a lot of passion about this on the Internet. And um, I just kind of wanted to see what your thoughts were on it. Yeah, I'm really torn. You know, obviously, you know, we're all human and nobody can tell somebody, especially dealing with, you know, the things like her biological mother and how she even got the news and, you know, being in the spotlight and all those things. Like, you know, we don't really know people's struggles until we walk in their shoes. But at the same time, I was so not, I don't want to say disappointed in her because she won't have to live up to my standards, but it was just like, Oh, like, but, you know, if the rule is we can't wear weaves and that's the rule of a thing that you chose to do, you know that rule and you know that they're going to test you at some point. You know, it's not as, and I don't want to come at the NBA again, it's not as loose as some other leagues, you know, around like how they test. Um, I do understand that a lot of athletes 
do use marijuana though. Like a ton of athletes in different sports use it for different reasons. So I was like really like in the middle of this. I'm of course I'm just disappointed we won't see her, but I was really in the middle of like, am I upset with her or do I understand? And I don't really think I'm like somewhere still in the middle uh, of that debate, even with myself. Yeah. I'm not. Okay. I, I'm I'm just disappointed. I think it was it was like it is somebody we really rooted for, like we got behind her, and I don't think we see a lot of African Americans in this spot. And to see one in this spot and then just to see that, like, you kind of threw it away from marijuana, it's embarrassing to me and it's disappointing. And I think that as black people, we really need to free ourselves from the shackles of marijuana. I also thought it was really interesting to see so many people who smoke weed come to her defense and say that the Olympic Committee is wrong and these rules need to be changed. Be that as it may, you weren't saying this a month ago. You're saying this right now because this specific person that you're rooting for got caught up in this. You can say you're disappointed at her. You can say the rules should change long term but like at this point right now she's wrong she identified with being wrong she accepted her responsibility and i think we should do it too yeah i i agree uh i, I agree with, with what both of y'all said i'll say this uh i'll start off by saying i really feel like she handled this situation like a champ um you know to be put on that you know pedestal for you know doing something quote unquote wrong she owned up to it and she really did articulate herself pretty well so, you know, and she, you could tell she was conscious within doing it, you know, so I will say that, um, but I will say, I know I tweeted Dex, look at Dex trying to hold stuff in. Because like you said, she articulated that very well and I don't agree. In a, in a sense of there's so many people that get caught for this inside of their league and they'll lie about it. She did too. So she, she, she didn't lie. She stepped up to the plate. Hey, listen, I shouldn't have did that. I know I shouldn't have did it, but we're here and all I can do is try to move forward. This is what, you know, I was going through at the time, but I did do it. I'm sorry. Now let's move on. So, and, and, and that standpoint, I saw, I said, I really felt like, you know, she to be that young and, you know, not lash out at anybody and really put the responsibility on her and no one else. I really felt like she handled that pretty well. Um, what I will say is I, I spoke to Dex a little bit on Twitter about it. Um, at this point, the, this is bigger than her. You know, this is a battle between federal law and state laws at this point. That's been going on as far as to legalize marijuana. As you know, as you know, you know, New Jersey just got legalized. Pennsylvania got legalized. So there's a bigger battle at hand. And she just happens to be at the forefront of it. So mm -hmm. a lot of people missing out on money on this. And, you know, this is the reason why it's you have people coming out the woodworks and supporting or, you know, CNN just really jumping on it so hard because it's a lot going on behind the scenes or in front of us, actually, with all of the growing and all of that stuff. Um, so it's definitely big business. Um, I really do feel like if you pay attention to just how like sports is, sports is kind of another another arm of government so that's why it's hard for them to legalize it because they do promote especially this being the olympics everything is you know army based or usa based just like in the nfl or the nba you know they try to push agendas through that i'm not saying that's right or wrong but it just is what it is so they're going to follow still some of the federal guidelines before they change that for just the state guidelines or as far as the the league guidelines. So, um, you know, a lot of people battle whether, you know, well, you know, she was going through some mental health issues, 
you know, in order that that made her do this. And it's a lot of people that's an advocate for marijuana that would say marijuana helps mental health issues. It's not a performance enhancing drug, but yet it can take away pain. It can take away some mental health things. So, um, yeah, as far as that, it's really just it's it's just bigger than her at this point. And I, I, I don't know whether they got it right or wrong. But I do kind of feel bad for her because we don't know what this is going to look like in the next four years. What if they do legalize it in the next four years? Are we going to look back and be like, wow, do we owe her a gold medal or do we owe her another shot at something? Well, here's 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 what I kind of want to say about that. Like, I understand I you bring up an excellent point, Garnett, that I didn't even think about. She's caught in the middle of a bigger kind of problem that we're dealing with but we also have to remember the olympics is a worldwide competition right so we're so progressive in many ways many states are very progressive about weed but many countries are not you know so it's like when you're going to the olympics you have to consider that a lot of different countries are participating in the olympics and they don't all see weed as you know something to help you with anxiety or mental health Right. Or, or they don't see, you know, the 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 benefits of using marijuana. So it's like when you're performing at a world level, you have to be conscious of that. You know, I think a lot of people got stuck in like, you know, and I made a joke on social media, like they selling weed out of carts in Nashville, but they don't want to let this girl run. It was a joke. But, you know, like I think we're some states are very progressive about it, but we have to think every place is not. You know, obviously you go to Amsterdam. Yes, they're very progressive. But there's a lot of very um, conservative countries that still are not on board with marijuana. It doesn't matter what effects they have. You know, they just they see it as a drug. I do think, though, with that being said, because I, I agree with the point that you guys are both bringing up. But I think that the United States is the, the ones who are like, look, you can't represent us like you can't represent us because you have this in your system. Mm-hmm. I think that this is kind of embarrassing and insulting, too, because. The United States is making billions of dollars off this industry and you're telling someone they can't represent you, but you make money off of this. I think if anything, we as the United States, like the, our officials should have been like, look, we got to amend these rules. We need to look into these rules more because this is something that we're okay with in our country. Let's make this right overall. Like, I don't think they fought hard enough for it, to be honest with you. Well, here's the thing. It's an Olympic committee, you know, and obviously the U.S. has a big say in it because we have a big say in everything. But these are countries. This is a a group of people coming together to make rules. So obviously these rules are in effect. I don't think that the United States would do anything to backtrack rules. Otherwise, they would have to backtrack the rule for Michael Phelps and, you know, all these other people. You don't. That's not how it works. How does it work? That's not... When if there's a rule, if you tell us with the podcast, you guys got to be here at 830. Right. And then a year from now, you change. There's two other people on the podcast and you change the rule to nine o'clock. That's the rule. And all y'all got to follow in line with nine o'clock. That's what I'm saying. But but, but the stuff from before, I can't amend that stuff. It's done. Right, that's what I'm saying right now. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you you were saying that the United States didn't fight hard enough for her. Even right. if they would fight for her, it wouldn't take away the fact that the rule was already in place, that she broke the rule, that she knew she was breaking the rule and, and still took that risk because right. apparently what she was going through was so major that she felt like she, she needed to take the risk. What I'm saying is we can't go back and change what has happened. If we want this to change, it needs to be a forward move. That's, that's what I I mean, but I'm saying yeah. like in general though, like I think that she should be out. Like she's done and she's over. She's it. out. 
But because you guys see this and you know what you're doing in your country, how you're capitalizing off of marijuana and you see what happened. This is at the end of the day, she's representing the country and now she can't do it. I think that we should look at that and say, like, look, Americans are doing this. Like, let's have a conversation, the committee. Let's have a conversation for the future. As, as far as somebody else getting caught up in this, like, let's try to figure this out because we're going to keep doing this forever. Like, we're going to forever make weed, like, ban it forever in the Olympics, even though people in our country are doing it every day and we're making money. Up. Like, that's kind of crazy long term. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's something that probably will get addressed as we progress in this country with right. all the laws and everything around it. But again, with it being, to Mina's point, a world sport, there's going to be a lot of specifics because, again, not to be smart, we know people lace marijuana with certain things. So yeah. there's going to be, even in that, if they get to the point where it's like, okay, this is not, it's a check mark, you can use it, it's going to get very detailed on how they test and what they test and what they look for and strains and all that kind of thing. Well, I was going to say, I don't think it's going to be like you can smoke weed. I think because even when you go to the doctor, they'll give you oil. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you can go and buy weed from little little poppy in the corner. You know, that (laughs) the Olympics is not going to allow you to go get weed from poppy in the corner. You know, but they'll be very specific about, okay, if you're using this as a pain management or to to, to ease your mental health or your anxiety or whatever you're experiencing. It's going to be, maybe they accept the CBD oil or, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be very specific about how they go. They will never say, y'all can smoke some weed because (laughs) that's just not what it is. It's a little crazy. Right. Like, nah, little little poppy in the corner is selling you rat poisoning. Like, you can't go into the poppy and you about to go into the Olympics and you buy the fucking $5, you know, the Nick bag from poppy in the corner. They not, the Olympics not going to allow that. But what 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 I think overall about this is, you know, this is a larger issue. And even in the United States, even though it is a world competition in the United States, certain certain states have legalized it and certain states have not. And on the federal level, it is not legalized on the federal level. So it's like, I found it really, you know, everybody got an opinion on the internet, the FBI, sometimes they don't know what they're doing. The Federal Bureau of the Internet. So it's like, oh, well, they smoking weed over here. And yeah, but that's not a federal law. That's a state law in that state. They allow you to do that, you know, but federally, it's still not legal. You know, the federal law is every state has the right to make their own decisions regarding what they want to do with with that particular drug. So if we haven't even come to a consensus federally, right, as a country, you think as the world we're going to come to a consensus about that? That's a that's a that's a long time from now, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But poor Shikari girl, we wanted to see you run. But I'm kind of happy that she's not competing in this because it would suck for her to compete for half of it and only get half of the accolades in, in, you know, instead of her really just being able to run all the races and get all the gold medals that she deserves. Yeah. All right. So Ben Simmons, um, we are, we are right in the middle of NBA finals, the Suns and the Bucks. And uh, I decided to talk about this because Ben Simmons' personal life always comes into the conversation when they talk about how he's performing at his job, which is the basketball court. So if you've been watching the NBA Finals, you know that Ben Simmons did not do very well at all in the final series against Atlanta, and he really let the city down. And following that, 
you know, there was no post on social media, not that he owes any of us a conversation, but there wasn't a post on social media regarding him addressing that, you know, how he let the team down, you know, some of the things that he needs to improve on. Instead, we see him going to, you know, Hidden Hills in California and buying a $17. million mansion. And we see him at the Wimbledon with his new television host girlfriend, tongue kissing her in the stands. So I wanted to talk about some of these players' lives. And this is, you know, their, their personal lives. And we talked about James Harden tickling, you know, Meek Mill. And I want to talk about his personal life. Does he have a right to a personal life? To, you know, if you are performing badly on the court at your job, you know, do we as fans have the right to be mad at him living his life and not working on his craft? He has a right to have a personal life. I think the issue here may be, so to your point, if I'm performing badly at my job and I come to my job and I say, listen, I'm going to say things more seriously and right away, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, okay, we believe in you. And then right away, I do A, B, and C. To me, I don't even think it's more of a fan issue. It might be more of a wit. And again, some of those promises he said within the media, some of those promises were repeated. So it's like more of a reflection of, well, they're choosing to stick by you because you said, this is my focus. You buying a house, maybe that was already in the cards. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that kind of money to know how long it takes. But like you go to Wimbledon and talk to your girlfriend on purpose, knowing that it was going to be photos. I don't know if you had to do that. Like, I don't know. But he's allowed to have a personal life. I don't think that he should have to spend all summer in the gym. But again, I think that he is smart enough to know the way the FBI and the internet and all these things work so that if you make a commitment, knowing that you lack in your craft and you make a commitment to the job of this is my focus to be better, even though I know this is my off time, this is what I'm going to do in the time that y'all giving me. And then already it's like off the jump. I'm not doing none of that. I don't know. I don't think it's a us thing. I think it's more what he may owe to the organization, which in effect is to us. Yeah, I think it's standards and expectations, exactly what Shana said. Like, we had a certain standard for you. You didn't meet that standard, so now we have expectations of you. And we don't know what he's doing, like, you know, when we don't see him. But you do have to realize, like, people are very pissed at you. They still are. Like, the city, like, the finals are so boring right now. Like, I'm, I'm just not into it right now. And you were a big reason behind that. The city really thought we were getting something and you let us down. So like, we're still kind of mourning that and we're still upset about it as fans. And it seems as if you don't care, like you're out there and you're just living your life and having a good time. And yes, you're allowed to do that. But I just think like images play like a really big part in this. And like, I would rather see you shooting in the gym than seeing you kissing your girlfriend. And so like, just as much as you're allowed to have your personal life and do what you want to do, we're allowed to have opinions on that too, because you are a public figure. See, the the thing is about fans, right? The the real version of it. And I don't know why it's cut short. It's fanatic. That means people are just crazy and out of their mind. No one should care this much, to be honest with you. Even ah. even the people that's paying their money to go see the game, you shouldn't care. Like, do you know how goofy it was? Just for an example, Mina, right? You know, you know how goofy it'd be. Let's say if you got booed or somebody burned one of your shirts after you had a subpar show on air, every time you went to- That would never happen, Garnett. Because my focus and my preparation and my drive is so different. 
Yeah, but what if someone else's expectation? Well, Mina, you said she said the wrong word. Why did she say that word? Oh no, I think her, I think her opinion on that is it's just literally it, it's so it, it gets to the point where people are caring about the wrong things a little too much. He is 24 years old, right? But Garnett, hold on. No, I think that's that's a little different. I'm not saying that, you know, yeah, fans listen and, and you need the ratings and all that. These are people actually spending their hard-earned money on the team. Like, they're well, entertaining. It's not a little bit of money. It's so, a, it's, I think it's a good example... Good example to use with Mina, like you use Mina. So like if I were to use Mina in this same aspect of it, I wouldn't say her opinion or whatever she did. But like the job that Mina has to do is like to it's advertising at the end of the day. So if a person buys into Mina and spends big money on her to do their read for their advertisement and she just doesn't do it or messes up the words or just like whatever. And it's like, Mina, you messed that up. And she's like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to do it better tomorrow. And then you see her that same night and she's out at the club having a good time drinking and whatnot. You're probably not going to get it better tomorrow. So it's, it's expectations. And like you but messed up. So that, we won't that, better. Even that. I'm what good at this. I'm so good at this. <laughs> what if he spent eight hours before he was photoed out? And sure. so he knows that picture. Yeah. Yeah. What if? What if? That typically is very private. And I will say this. It definitely seems deliberate because he typically, you don't see anything about Ben Simmons during the season, his private life. I've seen other posts of him being out, people taking pictures with him. Then this happening and him taking those pictures isn't even something he typically does. So it's almost like a mental game because it's deliberate. That, I just don't think he's focused. I just don't think he's focused at all. And like, I agree with you, Garnett. He does have the, and, and Shayna, he does have the right to have a personal life. But my whole thing is you as an athlete have a lot of control over what you do in a public space. And in this public space, you chose to tongue kiss your girlfriend when you could have. First of all, he hasn't even put up a post. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen one. Right. He You're hasn't put up a post to address his shortcomings. And oh, you're not getting a post. You're not getting a post out of me. Okay. I'm not doing that. So that's that. But you you could have put up a picture of you shooting with your right, you know, shooting with your right hand instead of your left hand. But, so I know you're trying to do something better, but instead yeah. I see these pictures of you tongue kissing your girlfriend. And look, you have the right to tongue kiss your girlfriend. You have the right to buy a house. You have the right to have a personal life. But it it just does not seem like he's focused on basketball. And that's all I'm saying. But mean it, mean it. So why are we owed some type of an apology? Nobody else in the league is writing because there's only two teams in the finals right now. And only no, Joel wrote an apology. That's a bias. No, 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 no. Joel didn't write an apology. He wrote, uh, hey, don't blame me. Let me throw my teammates under the bus. Oh, by the way, I played my heart out and I did it with my meniscus tour. Whatever, it's, it was like an apology. He said, I'm sorry. Come, come the hell on. He did yeah. say, I'm sorry. That's an apology. Yeah, man, hey, but... No one needed that. We we know that you tried your hardest. We know that you played your heart out. You don't have to live for us because if you keep doing that, then you are going to keep coming short because there's going to be people that's going to think, hey, Joel, you need to score 50 points a game. And if he doesn't, is, is he going to apologize after that? He cared enough and he cared enough about the people that are investing their money and their time. So even if it's fluff, I, I they're invested in me. I want to give this to them. I don't really think Ben cares that much. LeBron James, he offered an apology. 
And right. the thing is, the thing is, he shouldn't care about our opinion at all. He should care about his employer's opinion a lot. Well, that's what I'm saying. Don't feel like he does. Well, let me tell you, the employers are influenced by what the people got to say, especially our fan base is very loud in Philadelphia. I apologize to anybody who's not in Philadelphia. The employers probably already made their decision, just like Ben probably already made his decision. Shayna, I don't even think you're wrong saying that it might have been deliberate. Why would he want to stay in Philly after being treated like that? Why would Philly want him after performing like that? So I think they're both at a point where, yeah, like, you know, we kind of don't want you here. And yeah, you know, I kind of don't want to be here. That's why you go buy a $17 million house somewhere. But what I will say is, because this is getting swept under the rug, he may not be able to score well on the court, but off the court, he don't miss. That girl is <laughs> You understand that? Why, why wouldn't you want to get caught with her? That's a win-win off the court. Get out of here. Shout out to Ben Simmons for that one. God damn. I don't even Dexter know hates you doing. so much right now. Look at his face. Yeah. He, he, he wanted to laugh too. You, you know that girl fine, man. Give him, give him some slack. Come on, man. I just, I'm just, you know, I just agree That's with That's the problem. You, he got all the fine girls, but not the fine shots. I'm, just, I'm with Mina today. I'm 100% with Mina. I think she is on fire when she said he's not focused. And, and Garnett, you're right. He's focused on the wrong thing. Like, he, he, he absolutely may not be, but so 95% of the NBA isn't super focused. Everybody isn't Kobe Bryant. We just was talking about how Joel and B don't take every game so seriously up until, I guess, now, the, these couple playoffs. But Everybody, if you're not Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or LeBron James, you get looked at. Well, I, I don't know. Like, but not LeBron he- James, because when LeBron James got eliminated, he said, and I quote, I'm playing the Toon Squad this summer. That's what he said. That was his apology. <laughs> Williams went and got some wings last year in the middle of the bubble. We got uh, freaking uh, James Harden club. Yeah, but they he told him, hey, you better stay your ass in that bubble. He said, nope, I need to go get some wings. I'm going back home to Atlanta. I'll be back. So there's so many other people that's not focused when they're young and getting all of this damn money. But we're talking about Ben Simmons right now. Right. We're talking about him not being focused. Like, Lou Williams performed. Lou Williams, Kobe, we need him to be like Tobias Harris. No, but, but Lou Williams showed up in the series against a, a, a Lou Williams showed up as the best six man out there. Listen, man. You want to go get wings, buns, peaches, whatever you want to get. Go right ahead. after the game, right before. It, it bought it. The fans, the fanatics want to overlook so much. Don't you know Tobias Harris gets paid $35 million a year, right? And in game, I believe, five or six, where they came back from 26 down Atlanta Hawks. He had four points that game. I know, but you know how crazy Tobias is not kissing his girlfriend at the Wimbledon. Boom him too is all I'm saying. And buying a 17.5 million dollar house in Hidden Hills. We gotta move on. (laughs) Boo his ass too. Shout out to Ben Simmons. (laughs) Okay, real quickly, because we gotta cut this uh wrap it up soon. But I wanted to talk about something very interesting. There was a post floating on social media about um, a man saying, I guess asking for advice. And he was saying that his girlfriend makes a lot less money than he does. Right. So I believe she makes something to the tune of $35,000 and he makes something to the tune of $130,000. So they went on vacation and, you know, there was some discrepancy regarding who should pay what, you know, and stuff like that. So I wanted to talk about how you split up the money when it comes to couples. Right. So according to this man, he felt like 
they should go 50-50 on their relationship because that's the kind of relationship that he wants, right? And that sounds good. But when you, someone's making $35,000 and you're making $130,000, obviously your lifestyles are going to be different. So it's going to be hard to go 50-50 on things. So I kind of wanted to talk about this whole 50-50 notion, right? Because as a lot of us are millennials on this podcast, we're all like, it got to be fair. Women got to be paid. What men got to be paid, whatever, whatever, right? But in practice, sometimes it's it, it's it's not easy to do to split everything 50-50, to be equals, right? So when someone's making a lot more money than you, is it their responsibility to pay and and, and put up the money for you, whether it's a man or a woman? Because when I saw this, I was like, you a whole man asking your girlfriend who makes $35,000 a year to go half with you, what kind of man are you? But then I try to flip it and say, how about if it was a woman and her man made $35,000? Well, you, what what? you say, did you say, what kind of woman are you? No. That's what I'm saying. I was, I'm checking myself here, Dexter. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I, I personally think that that standard is very hard to keep up. Uh, if you are both in very different financial brackets. And I wanted to see how you have this conversation. You know, how do you tell your girlfriend that makes, or your boyfriend that makes $35,000, I want to go to Tulum and I want to stay in the honeymoon suite and you got to go half. And this, and, and this person don't got it. Do you pay for the other half? Do you pay for the meals? Do you pay for the trip? Should you be doing that? I think that's what it is though. Like you, you, you understand if you are a person and you make X amount of dollars and then somebody else makes X amount of dollars and you're coming up with different ideas of where you live, where you guys are going to eat and so forth and so on, you know what this person is making. So you you meet in the middle like, you know, that look, I can't I can't afford that. So like this is where we are now. Should you push it and say we have to go to this place and we have to stay here? You know, what? this is all I can bring to the table. This is all I got. So either you kind of take that or you leave that. If you have more and you have a different lifestyle than I live and you're demanding a little bit more and I can't meet you there, I can do what I can do, but you got to come up with the rest. And that's just kind of what it is. Like, I, I, I literally don't have the money to pay the extra for you. I can't do it. So I don't. 100% agree with you. Like, and I, and I am trying to take it from the woman's standpoint. If I'm a woman and I make 130000 and I'm choosing to be with a man that makes thirty five. If we live in a household, there are things that maybe you can contribute, but I don't know that I'm going to expect 50-50 because, again, I'm probably going to want to live a certain way that I know that you can't afford. But I will maybe expect for you to do whatever. And again, we would discuss what that looks like, but I don't think that it's 50-50. It could be 75, 25, things of that nature. And I'm just talking if I was, the roles were reversed in this situation. But if we're going away, and I know you only make $35,000, and I want to go to the Ritz Carlton and Aruba. And I know what that looks like because I like to have a certain lifestyle. And that's what I want. I'm not expecting you to pay 50-50. I know you can't afford that. And I want to add a nugget that I left out. I'm sorry to cut you off, Shana, but I don't know if this will change it. But the woman got a second job just to be able to go. I, I, I'm surprised y'all didn't see this on the internet because the internet was on fire because of this. Just to be able the to go woman to got a second job just to be able to go on the trip with in this her man. And then he was mad that she couldn't pay for certain things. But I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead, Shayna. Okay, this relationship actually needs to end because that's what I wouldn't do. Again, I went into this relationship 
I have decided, chose to be with you, live with you, do whatever, go on vacation with you, knowing what you bring to the table. That That's what I've accepted. So what I'm not going to do is make you push it. Now, if, if man came up to me, and again, something a man might do and say, listen, I want to contribute more. I'm going to go work at UPS or whatever, like Amazon, I'm going to do this. I can't stop him from doing that. But I'm not going to put the expectation because I want this vacation. Oh, well, yeah, you got to come up with your, your half, so get the Uber in. Like, I'm not going to do that to my mate. Because, again, this is what I knew going in to this relationship and definitely into this vacation. And if you want 50-50, then you might have to lower your standards to something that that person can afford if that's what you really want. I think it's unfair. But that was my next question, but I'm going to get Garnett. Garnett's answer before we even go into that. You sure this dude wasn't Kevin Samuels, man? <laughs> Are you positive this wasn't Kevin Samuels doing all of this, man? Because yeah, this don't sound like a vacation. It sounds like an ego trip to me. This is this is wild. Um, yeah, go back to what Shana said. That sounds like you're setting yourself up for a breakup. Probably should go find another partner if that's the case. But we also don't know, I guess, what the conversation was or how they live on a daily basis, right? Maybe they came up with some kind of arrangement where, you know, she don't have to pay for anything at home ever. And this was the one thing he asked her to do for some odd reason. And that's what she had to do. So I I don't know. Maybe hey, that was she had to go get a second job. <laughs> yeah, she got poor, she got poor money management there. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, that, that, that is uh, – this is why I do agree on double standards, right? I feel like he probably should get beat down for this a little bit because, yeah, you – I don't know what you're trying to prove by this by making her do that unless y'all have some kind of arrangement, right? Because if you have it like that, why not just do it and figure out the rest of the stuff at home as far as just, you know, how, you know, how she's going to contribute. But to go 50-50 – at a luxurious, I guess, vacation when you know she may not be, you know, handling her funds correctly. Cause that could honestly be it too, where let's say she is making $35,000, but she has zero bills. So what are you doing with your money? Right. What's yeah. going, how much can you actually save if you have zero bills to take care of? And, you know, your man is just asking you for one thing and it probably wasn't short notice if she had enough time to go get a, a second job. It had to be, you know, planned out because he probably was waiting on her to get her money together. So oh, it, it's, it's tricky. It's definitely double standards. And this is why we kind of should have him. Uh, yeah, I think he should be paying a little bit more than that, but you never know the situation for him. You know what, though? He clearly felt guilty because he went on social media to ask people if he was right about, you know, requiring his girl to pay 50-50. And they blew him up so bad. They was calling him every name. And you know what? I was talking crap about him, too, in my brain. But then I thought about it. I'm like, if that was a woman, would I feel the same way? And that's kind of like why I wanted to have this conversation, because Sometimes it's not even about gender. It's just about what you make, you know? And it's like, if someone makes a lot more in the relationship, what is the responsibility, you know? And do you put that responsibility on your partner? Do you accept what they make? Do you require that they go out and get a second job or, you know, require them to like level up so they can meet up to your standard? And then I was going to ask, what do you do in that situation? Does the does the person who make less have to... Uh, does the person, I guess the question is, if the person, the person that makes less, 
should they be working harder so they can meet the expectations of the person who makes more or does the person who makes more should they lower their expectations to match the person who makes less you should lower your expectations both of them actually should lower their expectations if you make less money i don't think you should really shoot for people and this is the kevin samuels and me jumping out if you're making like 35 i really don't think that you should be trying to go after somebody that makes like six figures and stuff because of situations just like this the reason I say that is because, like, then you run into situations like this, and then this person. You don't know you're gonna run into a him. You don't know. Right. You meet somebody and you like him, and you look good, and you got your clothes from Fashion Nova, and he look good, and he got his clothes from Gucci, and y'all still attracted to each other. So now y'all start dating, y'all really like each other, and off the bat, you don't know how much someone's making. No, but but if I'm making thirty five thousand dollars, and you tell me all of a sudden you're making one hundred and fifty, what am I supposed to walk away and be like, well, you making too much money for me? I I can't be in a relationship with you. I don't necessarily think you have to do that, but I think you have to be ready for those expectations then. Because like you do realize like when people make an X amount of dollars, even friends, when they make X amount of dollars, they have expectations and you know right off the bat, I can't go to S- Stake 48 with you. I can't do it with you. I don't make this. I can't go out with you. And I think- Well, you need you friends be- like me that'll take you for free. I was going to say, and I think that's that depends because there are times, and especially in dating, think about- when you start talking about finances and dating, if it's something you don't know off the bat, you know, I dated some guys that were really heavy into investing and things and really made more, a lot more than me. But on the surface, and again, I, I'm not like I'm driving a Benz or not like that, but on the surface, it might look like I made a little bit more than them just because of how I carry myself or dress or these things. But it was like, this one guy was like, I just don't spend money on anything. Like, I oh, right, right. Money. So that's why when you're saying you shouldn't go after, I don't think necessarily, unless you're definitely going after that bag. You you try to make that money yourself instead of trying to find a mate with the money. I'm a firm believer in being your own bag. Like, I just don't like it when people try to go after, start relationships with people. Maybe at 35,000, that was her bag. Like, maybe she was comfortable where she was. Well, then that's why you got a second job. We guy person did not know how much he made. Later, you find out now y'all in love, and then you know he hits you with the girl. You better pay fifty. Okay, no, that's fair. That's first, fair. first of all, Dexter, if you make a thirty-five thousand dollars and you start dating a guy that makes over a hundred thousand dollars, nothing in your brain is gonna be like, "Let me get out of this relationship." <laughs> I can't meet his expectations. You gonna be like, "Thank you, Lord Jesus, for blessing me with this man. I made it, y'all. Until he I'm gonna you get you married." A second job. <laughs> <laughs> and same thing with a man. You make it $35,000 and you bag the chick that got her own company driving a band's $100,000. You're not going to be like, oh, I can't afford her lifestyle. I'm going to run. You're going to be like, yes. I'm I, feel like we would, though. I, feel like, I feel like guys would. I feel like guys would be like the exact and we would because we know we know people are going to call us scrubs. And at some point, her friends are going to be talking about us like the Internet's going to be talking. It's I feel like it's really different for us. Like if we like if I made $35,000 and I was with a woman that made $100,000, I just don't know if my pride would be able to let me do it. And I'm not saying I can't date a woman who makes more money than me. I just don't think that I'd be able to take this criticism that I know is going to come my way. Listen, Oprah would never do this, to be honest with you. And that's who I'm waiting on. Because if I listen, Oprah paying for everything. You ain't heard a peep out of Stedman, did you? 
quiet. He ain't saying a word in years. You know why? She told him not to. He ain't Shut going back for nothing. <laughs> not a damn thing. So yeah, I'm 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 on that wave. If listen, if 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 I find me a nice little nice little woman making a quarter mil, half a mil, yeah, you can count me out. I don't. I'm I'm saving all that thirty five thousand dollars. But I will say though, couples who go half on, you got to be careful with that because if you go half on things, both of you guys have um, opinions, and you have to. And both opinions have to be valued. And I can just give you a perfect example. I'm going half with my fiance on our wedding and she is renting chairs for a thousand dollars. Now, if this was just me, we wouldn't be doing it. But because this is some of her money too, I have to shut up and take it. I'm just putting that out there. Mm. I think you can shut up and take it either way because this is her day. You understand? You It's just featuring you. But this Clearly. is her day. <laughs> Oh, on chairs? I don't on understand chairs. why the chairs need to be look nice. Just put a robe over them. You gotta see these chairs. You know, like that's Are all I'm saying. You know, they sell the little chair covers. You know, you could rent out the chair covers and bring them back. <laughs> Let me shut up, because it ain't my wedding. Your fiance that's all I'm saying. gonna come at Thank my neck. You. Like, girl, mind your business. <laughs> right. like, Let me get my chairs. He didn't say yes, we half in. <laughs> Well, you enjoy yourself at your wedding. So what that means, you're not going to be on the podcast when, Dexter, so we can plan for this. Just one day. I think it's one day in August. I'm here. When wedding day is? Um, the 30th of July. Oh. So I'm here. Oh. I'll be here up until the end of it. So what are you missing? August the 3rd? Yes, that's it. Okay. You're going to be a married man. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a married man on the podcast. Mm. I'm gonna be still acting just like this. Too. Is everybody else single? But ready to mango. <laughs> Garnett? Yep, basically. Garnett got a situation ship. What 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 August said he was in? An entanglement? Yeah. <laughs> Garnett got an entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all thank you for watching the 185th episode of the Mina's house podcast i mean to say what Shayna b what thank you i didn't hear you i hear you garnett briscoe he made him sad that's why he couldn't talk he was stumbling I'm, over words i'm sorry garnett i think i might have messed up my name too though you might have to run that back but yeah. <laughs> and dexter stucky <laughs> Mr. Dexter Stucky about to be married. Follow us on social media. Uh, We're live on YouTube. I'm sorry, Garnett. Your whole face changed. My face been the same. It's just hot as hell in this room because I turned my air off so y'all won't be hearing it. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. It's Amina's House Podcast. Bye, guys.